today we're talking about the most common things we fight about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and well, as fate would have it, we're hot and heavy right in the middle of one. I think this is the first broad stroke, but we often argue about. Sean and I both get really excited about things. And I tend to commit to things. And when I commit to things, I'm a bad uh, communicator in the sense period. that like, hey, it's three days from now and we could easily change the time for this. But I don't really communicate that. So And you book like 10 things in the same hour and you're like, it's fine. We can easily make all of them and we can never make all of them. So we always look bad. Let's talk about Sean's issues for a little bit now. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't have any. I'm perfectionist. <laughs> I have very high expectations. And I get very frustrated when we don't fulfill them. The great thing is uh, I do think we're getting better at arguing. Don't you? No. <laughs> I feel like this morning was a huge win. I said something that was out of line. And then we were like. What did you right, say? That was out of line. Um. Oh, I was like, hey, let's be precise in our speech. <laughs> and then I proceeded to use the word mud, mud flaps when I really meant the general idea. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Andrew tends to argue factually. And if you ever misspeak, it's like, no, that's not the fact. And then today he didn't want me to use his own facts like against him. And he was like, oh, that's interesting. So I do think, though, it's a good policy, and we talk about blanket statements all the time, to try to be as precise in speech as possible. Because when you do that, a lot of times the issues are smaller than you're perceiving them to be. All that to say, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. And today is the most common things we fight about, and we're starting it off in the middle <laughs> of an argument. So we do It literally says on our one sheet, don't let this start an argument. And we are already in a full-fledged argument. No, this didn't start the argument. I had full-on, like, <sighs> fuming, like, anxiety driving over here. I haven't showered. I haven't brushed my teeth. I was planning on doing that during this free 30 minutes I had before work started. But what does Andrew do while I'm in the middle of Target? He calls me. He's like, we need to film the podcast now. Okay. I have No, calls. no, no. You were not in the middle of Target. I was checking out. You were out. checking out. Which is still like a solid 30, 40 <laughs> minutes away from like potentially being ready. But you could have, if you were mad, you could have been like, no, let's not do it now. You didn't Ex ever say that. I said, babe, I don't think we have time because I have a call at 10 a.m. with someone <laughs> who's very like cool. important that I've already rescheduled on and I can't change it. And you're like. I'm going to head to the studio now. I'll have it ready. We can do this in like 20 minutes. We've never done a podcast in less than an hour. Why'd let's just you, say that. Well, let's talk about why you rescheduled the call already. Why did I reschedule the call already? Because we had scheduling issues. I do. My mindset, especially with kids, is like, if we don't do it now, it's not going to get done. So that's why I was like, I think your mindset for today is you scheduled like three or four different phone calls for the rest of the day that we don't have time. And they're not on the calendar for us to see. Say three or four one more time. Three or four. You have one at 10.30. There you have one at 11.30. You have two. one at 2.30. There's two calls. <laughs> How do I know that? Because I had to hack uh, into your email to see your schedule. Here's, <laughs> this is honestly, I love this about marriage. Oh my gosh. I want to punch you in the so face well. today. You know, so, you know me so well that like honestly, it, 
there is a point of here's let me map out the trajectory. It's so fun getting to know Andrew. Yay, he's great. He's so spontaneous and like he loves to connect with people. And in the That's trajectory so is like he's gonna change. I'm no, no, no. so hopeful and I'm so no, impressed no, no. by his ability to form like it's more first frustration. Oh yeah, yeah. I, and then I'm like, oh, he's actually <laughs> never gonna change. <laughs> but Ever. then it's like then you're just I think it's an acceptance of, hey, this is Andrew and honestly, I'm an idiot. And I I am We are gonna have a team meeting after this. A <laughs> solid one, and we're gonna fix this. I would love to. You're going to give me access to your Google account. And I am it's gonna self-aware. Pop up on my calendar. I'm self-aware of these issues that I have. Really? Yes. So why don't we fix them? We've on, we've never had a conversation like this. And honestly, recording this conversation is helpful to mitigating emotions. So thank you, podcasts and all those listening. But we try to be open and honest with you and all the content. The one thing we are very reserved about is when Sean and I have issues, we typically like to our, resolve them. Uh, one of our big roles is it has to be resolved <laughs> before we share it, and this is not resolved. But that's because of the, epi- the episode is themed. Boom. I so actually had about. the thought as I was driving here from Target. Oh, and by the way, I had to stop by home to grab a shirt because I was wearing a winter sweater. Um and I had the thought, I was like, do you think he did this on purpose? <laughs> I did. Because of today's I episode. Didn't. I didn't. No. It's ironic. It's purely coincidence, to be honest with you. Here's our one line that we wrote down. <coughs> you can joke that hopefully this episode doesn't lead to an argument. <laughs> but after seven years of marriage, you have figured out a lot more about arguing. Which is true. And here's the important part that I've learned is... If I view Sean and I's relationship as being burdened by arguing, if that's the majority of how I view our relationship of like, oh man, anytime Sean and I have conversations, it always ends in an argument. That's a losing mentality, to be honest with you. And that's not solid ground to stand on. But if I'm like, if I more take the mentality, and I think it is a perspective and an attitude that you adopt of my goal is to get to know Sean as well as possible. Touch me. And <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me right now and to love her as best as i can and to strengthen our relationship as much as we can arguing is an essential part of that it is an essential part of that i know one in five americans have quote learn a new language on their bucket list if that's you make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Plus, Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Andrew and I have been learning Spanish on Babbel, and it's been so fun. We've wanted to learn a new language for so long and have finally started. We've learned how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants, all without having to consult language apps, which is so cool. It's crazy how fast your brain picks up a new language when it's presented in a relatable way. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold. 
Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash eastfam. Again, get 60% off at babbel.com slash eastfam, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash eastfam. Rules and restrictions may apply. If we're gonna go, if we're gonna round the bases and go home, to home and score a run, You're on the on analogies. that journey, <laughs> on that journey, inevitably there will be hiccups and obstacles. That's what it means to get to know somebody. So honestly, I'm I'm being serious. We have. That. <laughs> <laughs> I am being so serious right now. It's a, it's a perspective change of like, oh, this sucks. We argue all the time, which honestly, you are Miss Pouty Pants. So that's one of your issues. You kind of get pouty. And you're like, I just feel like we're not on the same page. Do you know and why? it doesn't bother me. Do you know why? When we're not on the same page, it doesn't bother me. Because you're much. Mr. Stubborn when it comes to apologies. What? Sean Michelle. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. Here's an issue that we need to resolve. Not now. How does one properly apologize in our relationship? Own because it's not by words. Your fault and say, I am sorry for this. <laughs> no, it's not the and words. You're that... so stubborn about <laughs> it. You're like, because you can't you can't come to a place in an argument where you're like, I did this not wrong. Not true. I I a hundred percent today on the schedule did it wrong. I am wrong this morning. Thank you. It's not Stop enough for touching you. Me. It's not enough. Stop for touching you. me. <laughs> Sean then circles back around and says, Well, you didn't do the schedule wrong. And I'm like, all right, I apologize, bro. How do we move past this? You didn't do the schedule right. I did it wrong. Yeah, you said I didn't do it wrong. I <laughs> wants to get back on an argument here. Oh, my bad. I will say you are owning your ish very well right now. So thank you. And it's <laughs> I making do. it hard to be mad at you. However, <laughs> in historical arguments stop touching me oh in historical God. arguments you are so stubborn because like uh. we'll go around an argument for a long time and he'll be like yeah 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 but this but this but this but we'll bounce back and forth and we get very defensive and i'm like but i just need to hear you say it i need to hear you say i did this wrong i'm sorry and that is so hard for you sometimes okay yes all it right is. you know what i will yes, accept that to whatever extent this is true i will accept that all right and I will get better at it. But <laughs> no, you know what? Period. End of sentence. Period. Move on. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to like some uh, actual things that you guys man. can take away from this. Here's one. some stats. Okay. Wait. First, do you think there is a difference between a fight and an argument? Yes. Yes. I think an argument is productive. I think a fight is not. I think a fight is when you get too emotional, you go past an argument, and it becomes personal. I feel like it's it, it, it's a mind shift thing where it's a fight. You are trying to win and like impose your will on the other person. I will an say argument is to reach a compromise or an agreement. That's yes. how the internet explains it. At least I will also say too, for us, that's something we've really, really had to work on because we are both so competitive because we are both very stubborn. We're very passionate. We're very um, self-sufficient. That's been something that we've had to work on is like the difference between a fight and an argument, because at the beginning we always wanted to win. We didn't see any productivity happening unless we won our side of the argument. And it always got very emotional and it ended in tears and like we took <sighs> it personally. I think we've gotten better at not getting to the fight point and just staying in the argument. 
realm. And we have been more and more reminding ourselves that like we're on the same team. <laughs> I'm not touching you. Why are you coming so close? We're on the same team. Like that changes everything when you have yeah. that perspective of it's not me versus Sean. This is cliche, but it's huge when you understand it. This is not like, hey, who's who's going to seize the power in this moment? It's no, things need to happen. And especially when you have kids, so many things to happen. Things need to happen. Go to the doctor, go to school, drop off from school, pick up from school, take them to the friend's house, do this, do that, do the medicine. There's a lot of logistics, right? Mm-hmm. And so like that being the case of X needs to be done. Sometimes it's like, well, I'm doing more. I'm doing more of this. And it feels like you're taking advantage of me, but it's like, no, we're on the same team. So like, yeah. how can we help each other out? And an important part of that is communicating like in a structured, organized, effective way that Sean, I don't think you're pulling your weight and here's why, but it's not emotional. That doesn't come from a spur of the moment. When's the last like, time you felt that, Andrew? Uh, that was just a purely hypothetical. Yeah. I promise purely hypothetical. Careful with those words. I think <laughs> hypotheticals. Yeah. Here's just, okay. So let me say the stat and then a I recent do. YouGov poll. I'm going to steal it from you. Found that 30% of people argue once a week or more, and 28% argue once a month or multiple times a month. 32% argue multiple times per year, and only 3% say they never argue. 7% weren't sure how much they argue. I, I personally, I think it just depends on the relationship. Because we are both so strong-willed, like, we're naturally going to argue more, Um I always find it fascinating when people say they never argue because then I'm like, are you voicing your opinions? Like, I'm trying to imagine a world where we wouldn't argue. That feels. We also, I also want to use the word argue lightly. Like you guys are seeing us in an argument at the moment. So like differing opinions and frustration is like an argument for us. It's not like a, it's not a fight. I would say we rarely fight. Rarely. I would say maybe once a year. Yeah. And it's hopefully decreasing. Yeah. Is the trend. Yeah. I think I could, I think I can count <laughs> on one hand how many fights we've had. Maybe three stand out to me. Three. That's the, Where that's the like number. Emotion. Literally, we're both overcome by emotions. Yeah. And, and it becomes irrational and it becomes defensive <laughs> and it becomes ridiculous. personal, everything. It's kind of hilarious to look back on. It's like, that is such a ridiculous situation. Yeah. But I will say something we've, we've spoken to a lot of marriage therapists and, We've had therapists on the show and every single one of them is like arguments are natural and they're like healthy and it's just, it's part of life. So don't be like, what's the word? Discouraged. There we go. (laughs) Dejected. (laughs) Um, Who usually starts most of our arguments? Me. A hundred percent. (laughs) Interesting. What do you think, Andrew? I was talking to my buddy Jared about this and he says any issue he has with his wife, he'll bring it up. And I disagree with that because what? Because Sean's like that. (laughs) So (laughs) any issue she has with me, she'll just unleash it. Yes. Go ahead. Can I say why? A hundred percent, please. Because I, here's my train of thought. I spent my entire life being performance like driven and all of my respect and all of like that I was given, like all of the respect I was shown by people that I admired and that I loved, not my parents, um, was all performance given, like performance based. So for me, 
if I didn't perform well, I felt like I wasn't loved by my coaches or my, my, the selection committees or whatever. And I would go down very dark, like mental pathways very quickly if I didn't have that, you know, constructive criticism or feedback. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, if I don't get it out, if I, if I keep my frustrations bottled up, then I start going down this path of feeling like we are disconnected and not loving each other and not giving constructive criticism. So for me, it's kind of like, if I just like, if I have a frustration, I want to tell you right away, I want to brush it off or not brush it off, but like resolve it and move on. So it's a resolution and transitioning out of the argument that I want to talk about later because we're not great at that, no, to be honest with you. So there'll be a, several times throughout a day where Sean's like, I feel like, are you mad at me? Like, what did I do? And I'm like, no, I'm not mad at you. But then my succinct way of saying no makes her feel like I'm mad at her. Mm-hmm. So that happens literally five times a week. Is that, is that probably accurate? Yeah, because you get in, but that's also one of the things we argue about, since this is the most common things we argue about. One of the most common things we argue about is Andrew has something going on, and it's very clear. Like, I've been with you 10 years. I know your body language. I know when you're stressed. I know whatever. And I, I still just haven't been able to find the words to communicate to you, like, babe, what's going on to cause you to, like, give off this vibe? And I think because you, you're you so consumed with this idea of, like, I don't need to bother her with things, I'll no. just. That's not. I, some, babe, I think you give me too much credit with my emotional awareness. Sometimes I'm like, hey, maybe I have E. coli, which I did at one point, and that's a whole nother story. Then why Chipotle. don't you just say, babe, I think I have E. coli. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying. But I don't always know. Like, sometimes I'm just quiet. Sometimes I'm focused. And just be like, I am but, just feeling so The framing also is something Sean and I are working on. Where, in, So say I, I took a bachelor trip last weekend for my brother. And instead of me coming back from that bachelor party and saying, babe, I'm so sorry I was gone all weekend, which we did for the first five years of our marriage, I would come back and be like, thank you so much for letting me spend time with my great. brother. It was something I was excited about and meant a lot and shifting it from, I'm sorry to thank you. I feel like has changed how we communicate quite a bit because it turns from like this sad interaction to, Hey, you supported me and you were a good teammate and I appreciate that. And I recognize that and I won't touch you anymore. And I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, so we sh- I think whether you bring up issues in the moment or like my style is to wait until like a pattern of behavior develops that I want to discuss with Sean. So like hypothetically, if, if Sean wasn't cleaning up her closet or something and there's just clothes everywhere, it wouldn't be like, which would never bother him in a million years. (laughs) So I just want to like, this is hypothetical. This isn't like something we have going on at our household, but I wouldn't bring it up on day zero of like, Hey, we're one hour into Sean trying on clothes. I would bring on up maybe like, day three or five where it's like, there's a massive pile of clothes. Can we take care of this? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'm saying this is my aspirations and arguments. Okay. The three that we, so 
That's a stylistic difference. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I know, but I think what's funny is like that's exactly what I do, but you just see it as nitpicky. Like you, you think I just see something and I bring it up, where like I've been seeing it. So then be strategic and when you bring it up. This is another thing we argue so about. We, we it's like <laughs> Andrew has this this concept in his mind. Be strategic about when you bring it up. Like make sure you approach me in the most. No, I said this one other time and that was two days ago. I know, but like you always want it to be an intentional moment. Yeah. And no, no, no. <laughs> but what's what's so hard is like, What's intentional for me might not be intentional for you, and I apologize, but I don't know. I don't know that part of you well enough to be like, "Oh, this is obviously the perfect time for him for me to bring up X, Y, and Z." Like, That's I don't fair. know that. That's fair. And so, when I do bring things up, you have to give me the benefit of the doubt that I feel like I'm reading the situation well enough that it seems like an appropriate time. All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess. So it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you. So you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor for today, BetterHelp. BetterHelp has really been so beneficial to us, and we recommend it to all of our friends, especially those that are parents. That's right. We love it because you can chat with your online certified therapist in whatever way you prefer, over a call, Zoom, or even chat. I'm always popping in my live chat to touch base with my therapist, and as a mom, it's so much easier to do that on my own time. I agree. It's a game changer. So let this be your reminder to take care of yourself, slow down, and maybe try some therapy. And the best part is that it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. A couple things is sponsored by BetterHelp and our listeners, you, can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash eastfam. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash eastfam. 
check it out and let's get back to it. So let me share a couple pieces of advice that we've received that has really helped me reshape my perspective on this. One was from actually Mark and BC Ballas. And he said that any criticism your spouse gives you, you should take to heart. Like there's no one who has more of a front row seat to your life, your behaviors, your habits, your choices. I'm saying this is what I aspire to, babe. (laughs) So like it's a responsibility for Mm -hmm. me to listen to what you're saying and say, and think to myself, all right, that could be true. I don't, (laughs) I don't want to believe it, but it's also responsibility. It's also responsibility on you to use my words wisely, to use the words wisely, to make sure that you are able to distinguish what's a good habit. What's a bad habit. What needs to be brought up? What doesn't, is this a stylistic difference? Is it not? And also like, you know, we're growing together, right? So as we walk into parenting or as we walk into grandparenting or whatever, those things are going to change a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to grow yourself. As we walk into grandparenting? (laughs) Dude, I'm talking in a big picture. Um, Another couple pieces of advice that we were given that we love is owning your percent. Um, And that's just like... What, What... Owning, owning up to it, like being the first person to step up and say, you know what? I did that wrong. That was me. Um, yeah. The great thing is there's always two sides to every story. But if Sean says, Hey, you didn't do this. I could be, she could only be 1% right, but I need to own that 1%. Right. And be like, okay, yes. You have to be better about delivering it. We That's something we're working on. Instead of being the first person to, to walk up and be like, you know what, you didn't do this right, you should be the first person to walk up and be like, you know what, 1% of this was on me. And don't even say 1%, but like in your mind, if you're like, I know I was part of that, be the first person to walk up and say, you know what, I did that wrong. I'm sorry. Because it opens the floor. Yeah. Of like, oh, hey, I did. I actually it did this wrong It opens the floor, you know. Yeah. For You're passionate about this. See, this is what I'm talking about. Transitioning. We got to get over it in all seriousness. Yeah. Uh, Um, The other thing is having a, think about this. What's the highest possible situation? What's the highest possible percentage situation that I could have Sean listen to a critique that I have and actually hear me? We do the monthly checkups because it's a time where we both understand, like we walk into the conversation ready to receive feedback, which is not always the case. Like when I'm tired after a long day, I don't want to hear feedback all the time. Um, And it's also a time where we put thought into, is there anything that happened over the past month that I would like to see changed from Sean's side? Another phenomenal (laughs) piece of advice that we were given. And this one we like actually had to practice doing firsthand. And we, we need to get better about continually doing it. But it was one of our first marriage therapy sessions um, after we were married. And she said 99% of the time when your spouse is talking and it's in an argument, instead of listening to what they have to say, you're already creating your defense. So you're actually not (laughs) listening to them. And she said one very simple thing you can do is as soon as your spouse is done talking, repeat back to them summarize to them what they said. And it's either going to go one of two ways. It's going to be right. And they're going to be like, yes, it's what I said. 
And then you proceed to like give your side of it, which usually de-escalates your emotions to begin with and ha- gives you more like level-headed answers. Or whatever you summarize back is going to be the wrong interpretation and your spouse is going to get to have the chance to be like, you know what? That's actually not what I meant. I, I see that you interpreted it that way, but I actually meant it more on this side. And it, I firsthand, it killed the argument for us. Like, it literally took any emotion out of it immediately, which was really cool. Yeah, because you just want to make sure that I know where you're coming from. And I know your side of the story. Yeah, in both ways. The The side effect of that, and this I would even categorize as a different point, is only one person should should be griping at the moment. Like, if it turns into, Andrew, you always put stuff on the calendar without telling me. And then I go, well, Sean... Uh-huh. You always show up late. Then it turns into a bickering match and zero good things happen. I show up late? <laughs> zero good things happen. Um, so one person should be able to air out the beef. And then I, the last thing is, Jordan Peterson says this, yeah. try to criticize the smallest possible amount. This goes back to what Andrew was saying about blanket statements. Um, we use that term a lot. We say that was a blanket statement, whatever. A lot of times you can get very carried away with exaggerating what's going on and saying, oh, you never take out the trash. When actually that one day he didn't take out the trash or I didn't take out the trash and we really like wanted that from each other. So critique like very small. Yeah. And this is this is where the precision of words helps where it's like, hey, Sean, this morning you told me you were going to take out the trash and you didn't. Take out the trash? That's your job, Andrew. <laughs> anyway, so it's like that's that's actually helpful because it diagnoses a finite thing. Whereas um, opposed, like the other way, otherwise I'm like, Sean, you're lazy. When I'm really that doesn't address anything. What I'm trying to say is you didn't take out the trash. And that I think there is a approach of generosity that you owe your spouse. And here's the thing if every quality is a range every person lies somewhere on it so there's good things there's good qualities like hey sean is extremely generous she's super thoughtful she's well planned out organized but it's a range right so like of the max organized maybe she's here also she has lazy qualities and she's disorganized sometimes and maybe she's on the on the far little end of that and it's my duty as your spouse to give you the greatest possible generosity in interpreting that so you could call me a hoarder because i accumulate more items than you do but that wouldn't be very generous you could say andrew has some excess stuff you know what i'm saying yeah and i think this is where like working on yourself this is where it takes self-discipline perspective and a little grit that you owe your partner to be like, you know what? I'm going to be generous. We're married. I'm committed to this for the relationship. Go ahead. <laughs> Mike's yours. That was a tangent, babe. I feel strongly about that. I know. We had a two-month period where we were arguing pretty good. One month. No. And it was like we weren't very generous. So why the heck wouldn't we be? Yeah. We're freaking married. We, we might as well make it a happy marriage. You know what? 
if we're going to be in this for life, <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to get better. You are. Have fun. There's an aspect of playfulness that needs to be injected. And like, it's not all that serious. It's not all that big a deal. So Mike's yours, babe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, according to experts, the top three most common things people fight about are sex. Most arguments are driven by differences in wants, needs, preferences, and frequency. Um, money. Rarely do couples see eye to eye on all aspects of money, such as money management, goals, strategies, and processes. And then kids. Arguments about kids can happen before having them while trying to have them and commonly after they're born, especially like stylistically different um, di stylistic differences on like raising kids, disciplining children, everything like that. And I would say we've, we fit into these categories. I don't think these, all of these are like our most common, but I, I do think they bring out the most vulnerable sides of you, like of both of us and of people, which usually causes defensiveness arguments fights yeah it's so cliche of us to just talk about sex money and kids basic marriage problems <laughs> what? uh dogs would be the other thing yeah we did we don't fight about the dog really anymore no because no because we had kids to take over that but we fought about dogs a lot that was probably our number one argument before we got married was about nash in the sense that like how to raise them how to treat them needs yeah the other common things couples fight about are divisions of labor, mm -hmm. in-laws, yep. timing of life events, such as when to have kids, quality of time together, pet peeves, uh, jealousy, friends, communication, work, control, and politics. AKA everything. I Interesting. actually had the thought when we were writing these out. Um, whether to list what people commonly fight about because I don't want you to stare and think, oh, well, whatever me and my significant other fight about is on that list and that's not normal. Like, arguing about anything is normal. I feel like we're still kind of in the power struggle phase, right on the cusp of the acceptance phase of marriage where money. Did you read this in a book or is this your own list of phases of life? I, I aggregated these. You came up with these. So <laughs> money is still kind of a power struggle thing. We don't necessarily see eye to eye on that. There's always going to be one person that is more the saver, one person that is more freely spending money. And what an interesting... Depends on how you look at it. What? It just depends <laughs> on how you look at it. I'll let you guys decide who you think is more of the saver and more of the spender in our family. Um, but it's like, I think we're learning how to respect each other through that. Yeah. But I also, I think to a certain extent we have differing opinions on the phases of life and the phases of marriage that you've spelled out before, because I don't believe the power struggle phase is like a phase of, I don't, I don't think you you go through a power struggle phase and to find out who holds the power in the relationship. No, not at all. So like the acceptance phase isn't like, oh, I'm just going to accept that, you know, I don't have any power or authority Correct. in this category. Correct. So I think the power struggle phase is, I think, yeah, I, 
I might not agree with your phases. Well, let me just make sure that we have the same definition before we agree on the meaning or whether we agree. So I view acceptance as this is Sean's style and doesn't need to be changed. Yeah. Because there are stylistic differences. For sure. They don't need to be changed. For sure. So, like, if you don't like how I drive, like, maybe I pump the brakes too hard, probably a stylistic thing. Like, I'll try to change that because I don't have buy-in to that, but as long as it's, like, safe in the realm of safe, then there are some things that don't need changing. And that so it's is like, something it's like, we argue about a lot. And just, it's just like, okay, well... That's fine. I accept that Sean pumps the brakes too hard. Yeah. I I just think the difference in like opinions here on the phase is I think it could be very easy for you to say, oh, I just know we're in the power struggle phase. We're not going to see eye to eye. But coming up next is the acceptance ba- like coming phase. And that's just going to be like the easier side of life because we're going to be very acceptant like accepting of each other and like all characteristics when I, I personally believe that marriage is a journey that kind of continues forever. And I don't think you're, you're ever going to come to a point where you're just like, Oh, living in bliss because that's not who we are. I don't think either of us. And that's why we married each other are. So just like peacefully go at the flow walk around accepting of the world like we we love it and we're very like accepting that way not just non-judgmental but you and I married each other because we're so stubborn and we love that we push each other and we love that we like philosophically debate things and that we constantly have differing opinions we love the challenge and so I just want to challenge you within that argument of Don't ever sit there and say like, oh, we're on the cusp of acceptance and we're just going to like ride out to the sunset and be accepting of each other. Yeah, we're accepting of each other. But every day of our life, we're going to be debating each other because it's just who we are. uh, Yeah. Yes. So. But that's what I had to say. But at at what point are you like, oh, these are Andrew's quirks that I want changed versus I love Andrew and how he drives. And Which vi- is a and vice versa. Yeah, hundred percent. But it goes both ways. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't think there is a world in which we hit seventy, and you're like, I just love every single aspect of Sean, good or bad, and I'm not going to challenge them. You're that's just not you. I'm not. I think we have differing opinions on what the the acceptance phase is. I agree. I don't ever see us living in peace and tranquility. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Uh, Andrew, to give you an example of like this tiny argument that we've had and we continue to have. No. What is this, driving? No. Okay. Last night we were playing basketball and I was like passing the ball to Andrew aggressively. And he's like, can you just like pass it to me nicely? And I was like, you know what? No. You didn't marry a delicate flower and you didn't choose one. You don't want that. Sean was literally hawking <laughs> the ball yes. at me. I'm, I'm five yards away. And you love it. If I were to like <laughs> no, it's fi- nicely toss it I, to you I, every I'm time. I'm fine. You would be like, give it some oomph. You don't like delicate girls. That's why you chose. But you were me. really offended when I asked you to 
pass the ball delicately. It wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't like offended. It's not that deep for me. It is. It is. Because every once in a while, you'll ask me. You're hilarious, dude. You're like, took it personally. Oh, he wants me to be like a ballerina. No, I want you to freaking pass the ball a little lighter. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm you not asking you to change that. anything else. I'm not asking you to like lose your muscle and strength. No, I just know you wouldn't like that. <laughs> oh so if I start being some delicate little thing, oh, you're going to be like, man. where's your like power and oomph there? <sighs> okay, so. <sighs> Do we go to bed angry in an argument? If we're in an argument. Um... I don't honestly think we have a stance on this. I think it depends on the argument. I think it depends on our mindset. I would be the one to say no. I do not like going to bed feeling like we're in an argument that goes to that performance like driven or performance reliant um, love that I kind of struggle with. I feel like if I'm not on good terms, then I... I'm not loved. And that's a personal thing that I have to work through. But so if we ever go to bed angry or in an argument, I feel like I'm like losing that relationship, which is hard. But that's a personal thing. We have gone to bed in arguments before and like resurfaced it the next day. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes time does help. I think it's important to say, Hey, we'll revisit this in the morning. Let's just, let's just like pause right now. Cause sometimes emotions can get, out of whack. Let's see. The premarital counseling, I feel like was huge for us in learning how to argue, like just understanding Sean's code and programming a little bit to see what she's going to be inclined to be like. So our premarital counselor had us do all the personality tests. And then he sat down with us and like literally just had one-on-one conversations with the other in the room. Mm -hmm. And it was like so interesting to see. He's like, Sean, what you really want is like love and acceptance. That's all I want, man. Which is great. What I want is respect. Yeah. Bro. So. That's literally. Knowing, that's literally us. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. There's, I think that's maybe par for the course between uh, husband and wife. But knowing that I need to protect that about Sean. But still be able to bring up grievances when I have them. Mm-hmm. Helped me delineate things. Um. Let's run through these last ones, just kind of summarizing, because I think you've gotten a good gist of our arguments. Um, But do we get in arguments at, like, more during certain times of the day? Yes. We always, our arguments always tend to happen late at night after the kids have gone down, and that's usually because we're tired, we're hungry, we're overwhelmed, or, like, whatever, and we just want love from one another, but we haven't had the chance to kind of work through issues from the day or the week. And it's just like, it's the only time we get with one another. So I would say it's usually when arguments happen and we try, we try our best not to let that happen anymore, but that's usually the time of day. Um, And when do we feel like we've argued the most? Dating, engaged, first married, after kids. It's been pretty consistent, don't you think? (laughs) Yeah. I think our most passionate arguments have come after kids. And the, I. The least contained. Least, yeah. So uh, fights, more fights. More have fights come have come kids. out. <laughs> of the three we've had, two of them have come after kids. Um, and I think that's just because one, we're more tired. And two, we're more passionate now. So 
before you have kids, everything can kind of be like, oh, just brush it off. But with your children, it's your children. And there's like a sense of passion there that is very hard to come down from. Do you enjoy conflict or try to avoid it? I try to avoid it. Probably same. Yeah. Conflict. Yeah. Some people enjoy it. Or some I, people are more wired to it. I will say you enjoy debate, which yeah. can lead to conflict. Easy. <laughs> yes. Um, and then our thoughts on agree to disagree versus finding a compromise. <sighs> I... Oh, yeah. Wow. You Where would you find yourself here? You can't always agree to disagree. Like, there's some things like, are we going to spend this money or not? It's not like agree to disagree. It's a hat. I, I think I'm more of a finding compromise guy because, one, I think it, I don't know. This is probably a stylistic thing, but I think it maintains the union. The compromise? Yeah, compromise. Like, hey, okay, collectively we decided to do this. And we both compromised. Yeah. You agree to disagree? No, I think I'm finding a compromise. I think we've both struggled with both, actually. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I can think of scenarios where I was more agree to disagree, you're more agree to disagree, but we both want compromises. Yeah. I think it depends on the situation, but I <clears> do <throat> agree that I think a compromise is better for a marriage. All right. In summary, <laughs> I love marriage because it is a tool for growth. And with growing comes growing pains. It's a responsibility to recognize where you need growth, to have the self-awareness for that, to have the discipline and the thoughtfulness for that. And it's also a responsibility for me to have that same perspective of I am Sean's husband, and my goal is to help her grow, right? Yeah. And so I should not criticize unfairly. I should be thoughtful about when I criticize, and I should really be encouraging her when she's trying to make changes, right? Yeah. I would like to add an asterisk to that, though, because you're going to say things you regret. You're going to say things that you don't mean. You're going to get in arguments. You're going to get in fights. And you're probably going to argue about the silliest and dumbest things that you come back around to and you're like, I am sorry. I don't know why I even said that. And that's fine. It's normal. You're two different humans who have different opinions on a lot of different things. And it takes a long time to work through. If ever. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can't still love each other and be together. And yeah. I think anytime there's an argument, instead of getting discouraged, this is my challenge to myself. It's more of a signal that there is something that needs to be worked out or discussed between us. Like calendars. Calendars, where it's like, okay, clearly this is an area of immaturity for me, scheduling. Yeah, I didn't how, say that though. How can, how can I get better at this? <gasps> With my motivation largely being to respect Sean more. But it's like, the I mean, the beautiful thing about marriage is you have a contract in place saying, we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. Here's a piece of advice to end on. This is one for us too. 
I wasn't done with my mic share. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were done. I thought that was a period there. <laughs> Go ahead. At the end of every argument, <laughs> you're going to be sometimes in a good place, sometimes still filled with piss and vinegar. Correct your tone, if only for a second. Humble yourself. Look your spouse in the eyes and say, in the most meaningful way you can, I love you. And remind them that the argument had nothing to do with that, ever. And that had to do with some dumb thing. The love was never in question. Yes. We know how this argument ends, and that's with us still married. Yes. Well, with that, <laughs> we really came full circle. I don't think you're mad at me anymore. You can touch me now. It's fine. Thank you for listening. Would love to hear your thoughts. Obviously, Sean and I have a lot of things to work on here. Yeah. But would love to hear your strategies or what you've learned through arguing. We're only seven years into this. Ten years into this. Yeah, you're right. All right. <laughs> so thanks for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. We're the East Fam. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.